Welcome to Wake Up Calls. This is Todd Goodwin. My wife Gina and I are board certified hypnotists with years of experience empowering people to enjoy healthier and more fulfilling lives. There's a myth that hypnotists put people to sleep, but the truth is that we wake them up. So many people sleepwalk through life with no clue what causes their emotions and behaviors. They feel like helpless victims of their anxieties, bad habits, and traumas. Fortunately, we've helped thousands of clients to unlearn those issues, often quickly and easily. What if you could know yourself, accept yourself, and value yourself more than ever before? How would that improve every part of your life? It's possible, and it starts now with self-awareness. Our mission is to help you to wake up so you can think better, feel better, and do better. Podcast topics range from health and wellness to relationships to human behavior and psychology. Our conversations are always informative, often controversial, and sometimes entertaining. Get ready. It's time to wake up. Rise and shine. It's time for your wake-up call. Wake up. This is Todd and Gina Goodwin, board-certified hypnotists with Goodwin Hypnosis. Uh, and we're bringing you wake-up calls, um, which is uh, a podcast conversation where we're inviting you into um, our frequent conversations and dialogues that we have based on what we're seeing with clients and um, our experience with human behavior and how that relates to what's going on right now, um, or just in general and challenges that people experience and our take on that. And hopefully you will learn something that you can apply immediately in your life. And we're basically doing these wake up calls because we just feel that people need to wake up and, and in a way it's like people have been asleep and, and, you know, Todd and I share a mission together of just bringing awareness to people, whether it has to do with nutrition or mindset or behaviors or just really help people open up their eyes. We're in the midst of the massive social reaction to this coronavirus COVID-19 situation where most urban centers and much of the rest of the country are in a varying states of lockdown or stay-at-home orders where people are not only social curfews. distancing right curfews or they're or they're just basically holed up in their home and of course as you know there are a lot of things that have changed in our society as you know recently in the last month to accommodate the social distancing needs so for example entertainment options outside the house are significantly curtailed and, and virtually eliminated really all sports uh, concerts casinos casinos so a lot of things where people can gather in crowds malls malls sure. restaurants bars right bars <laughs> yeah so so the point is we so we've been seeing with clients uh, and and for years you know we've been hypnotists for many years and a lot of the time what we see with people can be considered, you know, what they call bad habits or compulsive behaviors that are driven by emotional discontent or distress. And yet those behaviors 
very often are distractions like smoking, gambling, alcohol consumption, overeating, uh, social media. These are all ways that we unconsciously and sometimes consciously choose to distract ourselves from our unpleasant thoughts and feelings. So when people have various forms of discontent, whether it's chronic stress or anxiety, and this whole coronavirus situation, whether you believe it's worth this kind of response or this is an overreaction, that's kind of irrelevant Either right way, now. it's happening. Either way, right. So whether it, whether it makes sense or not, whether it's worth the economic consequences of shutting everything down or not is secondary. We're not talking about that. The fact is there's been tremendous increase in stress for most people. Even if they're not worried about the virus, they might be worried about because they've lost their job or their income's going down. But even outside of that, just the, the fact that people are in close quarters with their family and are not able to get out and, and get relief from that intense you know, close quarter contact, that's raising people's stress levels. And what it also does in those situations is it, it literally narrows you and narrows your mind more. And what happens when we narrow our mind you know, if we don't get out into the open enough is it's like we zoom in on everything that's wrong and that's where our perspective can really become imbalanced is, you know, you start zooming in on and focusing on, on only what's right in front of you and it's almost like you've got blinders on uh, because of how narrow your vision's gotten and therefore your perspective and therefore therefore your uh, big picture, you know, the the more people stay inside like that and they the more they feel cooped up the more narrow-minded they're going to get and um less likely to see the big picture see the big picture um because they truly feel that that's just the reality and they might even refuse help you know because they see it so clearly but they're only seeing like 10 percent of what's really happening and you know, but that 10%, boy, do they see every single detail. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. And they can, they can tell you all about it, and, and it's almost like they don't want to hear anything else. Well, yeah, and, and that's important that you mention that, Gina, because we all have various forms of stress, and, and I'm referring to distress, you know, because there is eustress, which is empowering positive stress when you're faced with a challenge and you rise to Like exercising. Take that. Or... Exactly, like, like that would be eustress. Um, or if you're, you know, you're really um, engaged in a project and it requires a lot of mental or physical work, or even just, you know, your creativity and your imagination, that is technically stressful because it is challenging you and taxing your resources. But if it's something that you're either choosing to do or that you find is building towards something, that's a good form of stress. We're not talking about that. Uh, we're talking about distress, which is what people typically refer to as stress, and it can take many forms. It's just that usually stress is brought out by some triggering stimulus in the environment. It could be someone saying something that pisses you off. It could be uh, now you have to spend 24-7 with your kids and your spouse. Or it could be if you live by yourself or you're single, you're a little lonely to begin with and now you have to totally isolate now yourself. Now you can't even see your friends. Right. So what happens is when we have these, and, and, and stress can also be, I mean, a lot of our work is to help people resolve anxiety and other emotional and behavioral challenges that are rooted in uh, unresolved trauma, emotional trauma from the past. And it could be something that happened last week, 
Very often it happened during childhood. And in any case, these issues, whether they're triggered by the outside or are just completely based on our own internal you know, belief system, that can cause stress. And when people feel stress, we naturally do what we can do to alleviate that. And, and that is why people overeat. That is why people drink too much alcohol, why they smoke, why they gamble, why they can't put their phones down and they're addicted to Instagram and, and Facebook or YouTube, why they watch, binge watch TV. Um, and so these are what we would call unhealthy distractions. What happens is if we feel uncomfortable, our subconscious, which is our irrational, emotional, very powerful part of our mind, says, hey, I don't feel good. What can I do to relieve that? And that's where it searches the environment, eating, drinking, smoking, gambling, porn, you know, TV, whatever. And that temporarily makes us feel better. And then our brain says, wow, that worked. Let's try that again. And that's where you develop these bad habits. I can only imagine what it's doing for people who haven't really dealt with their emotional stuff, you know, who have these habits to begin with. And let's say they overeat or they eat a lot of junk. This virus has a tendency to... It, it could go either way, and, and it's really your choice. You could either succumb to your temptations and, and unhealthy habits, or you can use this time and say, you know what, I'm not going to watch an extra two hours of TV today because I have the time. I'm going to do something for myself, and I'm going to like kick this once and for all. It, it, it's up to you how you use your time. Sure. You, know, you can look at this as a really shitty, awful time, or you can look at it as, you know what, wow, I made the best use of it that I could. And let's be real, it's not going to be the best 24-7, but you, know, you did something good with it. Yeah, absolutely. With these distractions, these unhealthy compulsive behaviors, compulsive meaning that we feel like we're driven to do it, even though we logically know, hey, I really shouldn't have that entire bottle of wine tonight, or I really you know, should get off the couch and not just watch TV all week, or I know I should quit smoking and so forth, but I, I still feel like I have to do it. And that's, that's the internal debate or conflict that we all have. This is how we define you know, unhealthy or compulsive habits. And a lot of people come up with excuses, you know, like a lot of places, you know, we used to live in Miami for many years on South Beach, no less. <laughs> sure. And, you know, we have friends and we know people in, in, in major cities and and clients as well. And, and some people, for example, the city of Chicago right now, you are on lockdown. You are not allowed to leave your house. Um, and so what if you can't just get off your couch and go out for a walk around the neighborhood. I understand, like there's, there's still, a, when there's a will, there's a way. So think about the outcome that you think you would get from walking around your neighborhood and think, what could I do um, instead that could provide a similar good feeling outcome? Oh, maybe I'll, I'll just distract myself and paint or paint by number if you're not that artistic or, um, who knows, learn a new language, you know, do something, or even if it's something physical, there's always a little room, especially now more than ever, all these trainers are on YouTube, and a lot of it's free, and they're doing their workout routines for their clients in their living room that look really small, and you don't really need a lot of room uh, to get moving, you know, so it's interesting how much especially the excuse of I don't have the time is kind of useless at this point for some people who 
the people who have more time on their hands now might find they're still not avoiding uh, the junk food or they're still not reading those books they told themselves they would or they're still not working on those projects they said they would even though now they have the time. Sure. What do you what are your thoughts on well, that? Well, I think some people some people have more time if they've lost their job or I mean right. most most of the country is still employed for now and it most of the country will most likely stay employed but some estimates say that unemployment rate could hit 20-25% probably only for a couple months but you know, there's still, there are people who work on average probably have more time. Plus, there are a lot of people who are working from home, which means you have unwelcome distractions like kids or the refrigerator or the TV, which is not <laughs> the there when you work. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Look, years ago. It's not food. It's the whole refrigerator. Right. Well, the thing is, you know, I when I, I remember... I was first a hypnotist in, in 2007 when I opened the uh, Miami Hypnosis Center, now known as Goodwin Hypnosis, but that was, you know, 13 years ago. And I had an office, and that was the first time in, in six years that I had an office uh, situation. Um, before that, I, I had a consulting company, and I worked mostly from home. And I remember the challenge was that even though I didn't, you know, previously when I worked in an office, I didn't have a boss but I was in a professional environment. There were other offices around me. I was, you know, it was, I didn't have Less a TV. distractions around you. Well, I didn't have a TV. I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a... Your bed. Right. So <laughs> the thing is, when I, when I was working from home for those years, it was really difficult because I could very easily go watch TV. Oh, and if I didn't do that, you know what? Maybe I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat something. Maybe. And the reason is because the work that I was doing very often was mentally challenging. And... As soon as it feels challenging or there's a little bit of overwhelm, we have this tendency to procrastinate. And it's so easy for you to, to not push yourself and push through it if you've got tons of distractions around you being at home. True. And I think a lot of people might be challenged with that now, like who used to work in an office and now are working at home. It might not be as easy as they think. Absolutely. Well, especially if your kids are not in school, if you have mm -hmm. kids. if you're, And not only that, but you know your spouse. It, what I've found interesting is I was reading that the uh, – Incidents of divorce or divorce filings in China are up many times over, um, you know, several hundred percent over what it was this time last year. At, and it just started happening just as they eased the, the two-month uh, restriction or two-month uh, lockdown that they had in various parts of China. So people were stuck at home in more severe situations than in the United States in real lockdown. Um, with their spouse, maybe kids, and as soon as the doors opened, so many people would, went to the um, courthouses to file for divorce. Literally because, and figuratively, as soon as the door opened. Yeah, as soon as the door out. opened, they're out. Because they realize, you know, hey, I can't deal with this person more than a few hours a day. It's one thing if you can go out Especially and Especially if you had prior issues in your relationship, you know. Well, that's it. Or it brings up new ones because you're just all stressed out and there's everyone needs to adjust and and so I think that really interesting times and so I think a lot of things are changing on levels that we're unaware of every single day based on whether we're across the planet or what's happening all over the world we don't know we're also limited by our sources which is the media totally so so the thing is what we want to make clear here is that what this current situation is doing is simply intensifying and bringing out 
the pre-existing underlying problems that are already there. Yeah. If you're, if you're having issues with stress, if you're finding that you're overeating or you're not sleeping well, these are all often symptoms of excessive stress. You're drinking too much alcohol, whatever it might be, or you're losing your temper and you're having relationship friction that didn't seem to be there before, um, didn't seem, but may have been there. What's happening is this stress, this, the fact that we're, we're in this uh, small space, most people, is creating elevated stress and it's a catalyst to bring out these pre-existing problems. Because it's almost getting us to face our shit. <laughs> sure. You know, this is getting a lot of people to face things they've probably never dealt with or they thought they did but really never truly completely dealt with things or... Well, let's be honest. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Gina, but most people have not dealt with their yeah. problem. Look at, look at yeah. 70% of the country is overweight, 15% smoke. Uh, God knows how many people... And that's people, low compared to other countries. For sure. But imagine how many, what percentage of the population abuses alcohol on some level or abuses marijuana or, you know, social alcohol media. Alcohol is almost worldwide... Of course, but what I'm saying is if you look at all these compulsive tendencies people have that they don't seem to have conscious control over, meaning willpower is not enough to stop doing it, they watch, you know, the average person watches five hours of TV a day. I mean, it's been that high for decades. So the, that probably is 90, 95% of the United States population, and it's probably similar in most other developed nations. People are, are so uncomfortable inside, and many are not even aware of it. And so that's what drives them to distract themselves, to make themselves feel better. And when they can't go out and distract with concerts and with, you know, even physical activity, which is healthy, they can't get out. Even going to Starbucks with your friend every morning after you drop your kids off from school. Sure. You can't. You can't do that. So, <laughs> so this this is creating, um, you know, people instead of their going, routines all thrown it well, in the air. Right. Online gambling, by the way, is through the roof because oh, people bet. can't go to casinos. Interesting. Um, you know, there's uh, and there's no sports betting, but there's they're betting on you know cards and and typical you know uh, Vegas kind of gambling, online shopping. Right. People are buying alcohol. We've been to the store. We've seen people buying cases of wine and beer because they can't go to a bar. And so the thing is, people are going to if you've been driven to distraction because of your underlying emotional challenges, like almost everyone, to varying degrees, and yet you can't get it through your typical outlets. You're going to still find ways to do it such as watching Netflix constantly or whatever it might be. So until or unless you deal with the underlying problems that are now becoming very obvious, mm -hmm. we can't, we can't magnified. hide. They're magnified. We can't hide from them as easily as we could have and you can't run. two months ago. Right. So, so You can run, but you can't hide. But now you can't even run. <laughs> you can't even run unless you have a <laughs> treadmill at home. So anyway, the point is these problems are becoming very obvious. And, um, and we believe this is a perfect time. And, and with the clients that we've seen in the last several weeks, last month, it's very clear that some people are seeing this as an opportunity to resolve these underlying issues so that when this situation passes, and it will, and we will be fine, they will come out on the other side in better shape than they went in. Um, and there are many people, unfortunately, who will not address it, and they will end up getting divorced or fat or having a heart attack or getting the virus and dying because oh their immune system is lower. So this Yeah, all this... Stress lowers your immune. Absolutely, stress. I mean, this is such an important time to like get your head straight. Absolutely, stress lowers your immune system. Poor dietary habits, alcohol consumption, sugar—all of this lowers your immune system, and 
it just creates ill health. So if you want to resolve these things, deal with the underlying issues, we encourage you to keep listening. Uh, you can also contact us at www.goodwinhypnosis.com. We are seeing clients remote via Skype or Zoom. So if there are issues that you have that uh, need one-on-one -on -one help with a hypnotist, you can contact us for private sessions. You can either make excuses or make progress, but you can't make both. Boom. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. All right. Be safe. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with others who might benefit too. Follow our podcast at www.goodwinwakeupcalls.com to be notified as new episodes are released. If you have questions or topics you'd like us to address, email wakeupcalls at goodwinhypnosis.com. And visit goodwinhypnosis.com if you'd like our help to overcome a personal challenge. We'll talk to you soon.